Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in T-Mobile Arena. The Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, 7 and 30, puck drop Edmonton time. Guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris will be open 4 o'clock, special time opening on Monday, game number 3 of this series between Edmonton and the Vegas Golden Knights. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. It's Open Tuesdays through Sunday from 5 until close. But again, Monday will be open up at 4 to accommodate uh, fans making their way down to Rogers Place. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. As uh, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, courtesy of GenStar. Find your peaceful oasis tucked away in northeast Edmonton and Crystalina, near up. Uh, GenStar community, we welcome back to the show, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How are you? Yeah, ready to go down here, Bobby. It seems like it's been a long time since we watched a hockey game, doesn't it? Yeah, I was... Uh, now, did you end up... Uh, what did you end up doing? You didn't go back to Edmonton, did you? No, no. I stayed out there as well and went to... Uh, I mean, they only had one real practice. Right. Um, right, and then the boys chilled out uh, in Santa Monica, and we kind of were somewhere close to there in Marina del Rey, and uh, it was awesome and all that. But usually when you're on the road, you're covering hockey games. We've been on the road not covering hockey games. I'm looking forward to tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And, Mark, how about the weather? Like in Santa Monica, it was 15 degrees on a day in which it was 29 degrees Celsius in Edmonton. Like, what are the chances of that? All the times I feel guilty when we're down in, like, you know, Arizona and it's 75 and it's, like, minus 18 in Edmonton. And here we are down, you know, on the ocean. And I was, like, in shock in Santa Monica, 15, 16 degrees. Boy, uh, that you know, for me, that's fine weather. Like, you know, but I was amazed how many people were uh, fully bundled up. Uh, just, I guess it's all about perspective. Yeah, well, people are getting around the golfing in Edmonton, I'm sure. And uh, I just heard Randy say it's pushing 30 degrees up there, so that's good. But uh, you know what? I'm not worried about the weather, Bobby. We're kind of pumped for a hockey game tonight. We are pumped. There is one more storyline here. This just, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts. They initially announced the schedule for Wednesday and Friday. And I don't know how, like, I, I would assume there's several hundred Oilers fans down here. Uh, obviously, a lot of them had to reschedule, given the fact that the game got moved to Saturday. And then uh, I know that Elliot Friedman's pushed out today and some others. 
Uh, that part of the reason why the Oilers are playing Saturday, uh, and it's an afternoon game here, 4 o'clock start, 5 o'clock in Edmonton, was because Florida did not want to play Saturday night going head-to-head against the Miami Heat earlier in the day. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, my understanding is that it went like this. Florida said, we don't want to play the same day as the Heat, even though the Heat are playing a day game in Miami, and they're playing an evening game in sunrise. Right. So they didn't want to play on the Sunday. So, on, sat- on Saturday. Uh, on the Saturday. They didn't want to play on the Saturday. So the league moved them to Sunday. Uh, and then the and then Sportsnet, who's paid a lot of money for these rights, said, wait a second, you can't have us no games on a Saturday. So they moved the orders to Saturday with Vegas. Now, Vegas was sour because they got their building ready to go and they've sold their tickets and all of those things. So it's a lot of it's not great for the home team when you switch the date. And it's certainly not great for all the people from Edmonton that went down there. Trying to change your flights in this city of all cities, Bob, trying to get out of Vegas on a Sunday, that's the, that's the date everybody's leaving Vegas is on a Sunday. So it's difficult to change tickets. The league didn't do a very good job. Uh, it's a little bit amateur hour when the, a series starts, and we don't even know what's going on for game three. Then they start changing game two. I've never seen it like this, Bob. Usually they're far more organized than this. Why do we worry so much about what Florida and Arizona want, Mark? Yeah, well, that's it, right? I would, I would ask you, I would ask you, um, after thirty years in the league, when does Florida get to the point where they have enough fans for a second round playoff meeting that it doesn't matter what the Heat are doing? Right? I, I'm with you. They got a good team, man. So, yep, yeah. they do. All right, they got that's a nice good. rank and a good team, and and they've been there thirty years, and they're still telling me. Oh, we can't, we can't play in the same day the Heat are playing. Like, when will you be able to do that? I'm asking. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Vegas and Edmonton, what do you see in this series? What, what are you sort of, what are your sort of hot, you know, hot topics or matchup areas? Where's your headspace at, Mark? Well, I'll say this. The, the center ice matchup is where it starts with Edmonton uh, because Edmonton's all, pretty much every series, every team they play, they're going to have a better centerman. But the sentiment in Vegas aren't Deno and Kopitar, right? Defensive specialists. They're, they're more offensive players. I'm not saying they can't check. It's not what I'm saying. But I am saying they're not, they're not all about checking. They want to run and they want to go. They can all skate. Carlson, Stevenson, and Eichel. So I suggest to you that Woodcroft's going to want to get uh, McDavid or certainly Dryside Loud against Eichel. I think Eichel's the least defensively uh, adept of those three. So that's the one thing. It's going to be a different matchup than the head of uh, against LA. And the other is their defense, Bob. They're, they've got a huge, mobile, tough, hard, good defense. And you know when we talk about hits you throw in game one that, that are like a bank account for game four, five, six, yes. seven? They can do that to you. They're big and strong and tough. And and they play hard, so you know this. You'll have some bruises in this series that you didn't maybe have against the Mikey Andersons and the and the Sean Derseys of the world. Is that fair? Well, one of their biggest hitters, Braden McNabb, did not play Game Five. Now they had an optional today. McNabb skated before their optional. He is, I mean, ask Joey Hishon. He is a big time hitter. He basically wrecked Joey Hishon's career in the Memorial Cup when you know when Chris Knobloch was coaching Kootenay with McNabb. McNabb was there best defenseman got taken out of that tournament uh, on that hit. Uh, you know, Hague's a massive man on the back end. And then they got two guys, Speck and Petrangelo and Theodore, that can really move it up the ice as well. 
Yeah, for sure. And Petrangelo's six three as well. Petrangelo's one of the best defensemen in hockey in his generation, right? I vote the Norris every year, and I can't count the number of years he's found his way into my top five somewhere. You know, you do all the stats and you look at everything, and he's just a really, really good player. So, and Theodore's Theodore, man, he skates it and moves it and shoots it. They jump in; they're much more active than than Nelly's defense. They'll come up on the rush, but that's the game Eminem wants to play, Bob. Edmonton wants to play in a game where there's two creative teams kind of making it up as they go because Edmonton creates better than everybody else, right? Yeah, the, the Oilers are at their best when it's time to, to think on the fly and play pond hockey. That's when the Oilers are at their best. Well, especially on the power play. Speaking of which, the Vegas Golden Knights are the least penalized team in the NHL. They also had the fewest power plays. So they had low event games from an officiating perspective. Now, the other thing is, you didn't mention Nikola Waugh as a center as well. And he's a pretty good player as well. Like, And he's got some size. So they've got, you know, four pretty good guys down the middle here. Um but, it, you know, Edmonton improved 5v5 play, plus 14 in goal differential this year, Mark, without McDavid and Dreisaitl, one of those guys on the ice. And they're going to need it against this team because this is a deep team up front. Yeah, they're for sure deep. They're deeper and better than L.A., there's no question. And they're more experienced at playoff hockey, no question. And, you know, Dallas Aiken said to me yesterday morning that he said sometimes a series like this, it's two or three power plays. If, if you can not give Edmonton two or three key power plays in the series, you could win a series based on that. And this is the one team that can kind of walk that walk, right, Bob? They're the yeah. least penalized team in the league. They can play hockey where there's not as many penalties. Now, I looked the stats up this year. Uh, Vegas's power play against Edmonton was one for ten. Edmonton's power play against Vegas was five for nine. So, you know, Vegas, Vegas is the same as every team in the league. They're going to play Edmonton. And they're going to say we can't take penalties. I've heard it fifty times this year. But the difference is Vegas is good at not taking penalties. So let's see how that goes. We've got about eight minutes into the conversation with Mark Spector. Speck, we haven't even mentioned this goaltending matchup. This is something we all predicted at the start of the season, that in round two of the Pacific Division <laughs> final, it would be Laurent Brassois going head-to-head against Stu Skinner. Yeah, no kidding. You know, I want to say, though, Bob, didn't we all pick, like nobody picked Vegas to win the Pacific Division, and it was all because of their goaltending. Remember we all said, ah, you know, look, they got Logan. I had them missing the playoffs, Mark. Shame on me. <laughs> right. And they've played, that team has played a whole season with a bunch of different guys like Eden Hill. And Logan Thompson's a little, not a bad goalie. And all of a sudden, Laurent Brossois is playing for you every night. And they just win. You know, they just win. So uh, that's a testament to the team for me. And you know what, Brossois's numbers are a lot better in the first round than Skinner's were for Edmonton, but Brossois was facing the Winnipeg Jets. So his team steamrolled the Jets, and I get it. He hasn't faced the Edmonton Oilers yet. We'll see how good his numbers are after he faces that old fence. Yeah, the, cra- the crazy thing about uh, Vegas, who went 51-22-9 this season, they had a plus-43 goal differential. Mark, they were 14th in goals for. They were 11th in goals against. They were 18th on the power play. They were 19th on the penalty kill. They were 15th in shots for. 13th in shots against. They were not top 10 in any of those six statistical categories. How do they end up with the most wins in the West? Yeah, isn't that... That's a, I guess that sometimes tells you what all those stats are worth, huh? <laughs> you know, it, it was their first half, Bob. They picked up 11 points on Edmonton in the first half, 
And Edmonton got nine of those points back in the second half. Right. right? Edmonton was, was, you know, if Edmonton would have had a better first half, they'd have won the division. Uh, so in the end, they're very equal teams. They're both starting kids in goal without any experience. Uh, they both well, play is 30 team. now, Mark. I know, but he's never played in the second round of playoffs and been a starter. Not been right? a starter, no. No. So, so, you know, Skinner, look at Skinner. Like, Skinner's numbers aren't good. But Skinner's been good enough. Like, Skinner had a, a few games where he let in two goals, let in three goals. When you're playing for the Edmonton Oilers and you only let in two, or on a lot of nights, three, I don't really care how they go in. Just keep it to that number and you've done your job because the Oilers are pretty good at getting the four ball. Do you buy the fact that the Oilers have played, they've won four straight games in this building, they went three, how about this, Mark? The Oilers went 3-0-1 against Vegas this year. They went 3-1 and against Seattle this year, and they went 2-1 and against Dallas. That's who's left. Like, Edmonton had good records against all those teams. They've, you can make an argument, they, and I know there's listeners out there that feel this way, that think Edmonton matched up worse against L.A. because of the type of style and the McClellan factor. Um than they did against these other teams. I what think, do you, th- what do you think of the 3-0-1 record and you throw that out the window because we're in playoffs now? Well, it just tells you that you're confident. It's more about the building for me. Like, this is a different building down here. You've been in it. And any of our listeners who have been down here, like, it's like Rogers is a different building in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. Like, we get momentum. The fans there build momentum for their home team in Edmonton in the playoffs. It's a great building. Well, uh, Vegas is like that all year. Like it's a it's a hell of a building down here, and the momentum is real. So when you tell me that you've been in here four times in a row and won every time, that to me, I don't care how you won or what the score was or any of that stuff. That tells me that you're walking in a building you like playing in and you're comfortable in. Dallas is a place where Edmonton's always not done very well, Bob. As my memory tells me, right? Yeah, that, that's been a tough building down there. Better of late. Better, Better late. of late. Better right. late, but not so. Hey, I love the path that's ahead. Like the minute Colorado and Boston goes out, everybody perks their ears up a little bit here. Uh, the Oilers more than most. Did people underestimate the Pacific Division specs? Seattle beats yes. Colorado, and they're up one nothing. I mean, I was I, just the fact that they were able to win that game after you know Dallas rallies from a four two deficit, and Pavelski gets four goals. I, I mean, I, I'd have to think if I'm Seattle, I'm thinking that's a good thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, and during, I think we look back now in the second half of the season when it when it really counts to me, the best, you know, three of the best, I think, six teams in the league were Vegas, Edmonton, and L.A. Right? All of a sudden, you got Seattle coming through in the playoffs. So yeah, you know, it, they always underestimate Pacific ball because half or probably two thirds of the hockey world goes to bed when the when the Vegas game starts. Right? That's just the way it is. If I'm not watching hockey games that started 10 and 10.30 at night, and neither is a guy in New York or Toronto. So, yeah, did they underestimate the Pacific? I'm here to tell you they underestimate the Pacific pretty much every year. All right. Uh, quick hitters elsewhere. Here we go, Mark. Uh, the <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that the Florida Panthers came back on the Boston Bruins. What and now and there's Maple Leafs fans chanting, "We want Florida, we want Florida." Well, guess what? You got Florida, and you got beat. You rallied from two nothing down to tie it two two, uh, but then they got you. You know, late goal in the end of the second period from uh, Verhage and a breakaway, and the Panthers win game one four two. Your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, to me, the thing, the, the people I watch in Toronto is this is their core, their main guys. I've watched them for years not come through in the first round and not win. And this year they did. Right? Mitch Marner was good. Um, Matthews. uh, Matthews was good. Tavares was good. I'm still wondering about Nylander. I don't know how many points he got, but whenever I watch him play, he's always such a perimeter player when you need him the most. So, to me, Toronto's a better team in my eyes. They're a better team. But they're not a better team if their core guys don't carry them. When I watch the Oilers play in important games, they win some and they lose some, but they don't lose them because McDavid and Drysaddle and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and Kane aren't there or aren't producing or aren't, aren't part of it, right? They're always part of it. Drysaddle is the he's always part of it when it's important, and so is McDavid. And if Toronto can't say that about their guys, they won't beat Florida and, you know, they won't get anywhere. It's those guys, Bob. Those guys got to get them through Florida. I don't see why they can't. Yeah, I, you know what, and we've brought these numbers up before. And Maple Leafs fans, maybe, uh, I know Josh, who does the, the Two Mutts podcast, he knows these numbers. Going into the playoffs this year, both Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner played 39 playoff games. They had 39 playoff points. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl last year had 33 and 32 playoff points in 16 games, and Leon played on a bad high ankle sprain. There's, there, there's your, that's all the proof in the pudding, you know. So, yeah. hey, they got past Tampa. I got to tell you, Mark, watching that Tampa series, Tampa should have won all three games at home. They outplayed the Leafs in all three games, and Toronto won in overtime in all three games. And when that happens, you wonder if they got a little bit of the Montreal Canadian thing going, and they're a better team than the Canadians were in 93 when they won 10 straight overtime games. But you wonder if maybe it's a little bit of their destiny, you know? Well, I know this about the playoffs. It's a long run, and when you spend a bunch of, you know, good fortune capital and you win through overtime games in one round, I'm thinking that maybe the Winnipeg Jets a couple of years ago against Edmonton, you better come out hard the next round because you're going to run out of luck, right? Those overtime goals are going to start going the other way. Very few times in hockey history, and I think we're going back to that old Habs team. Who was the guy that was it? John Leclerc scored all those overtime goals. He got a couple. Dion got. <laughs> remember when Dion pointed to himself on the deflection? Gilbert Dion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my point is, my point is, there's only the, the breaks go back and forth. It's like the Oilers King series. L.A. got every call and every break in the first three games, and then they turned, and they, L.A. couldn't beat Emmett anymore. So good for Toronto for getting some breaks in their first-round series. If they think they're going to hang around and get all the breaks in the second-round series, that ain't how it works. All right, Mark, make the call. Edmonton and Vegas, what happens? Uh, I think that uh, we've got two teams that kind of play the same way, and Emmett is better at it. So, uh, you know, I think they've got some stars, and Emmett has got some stars. Emmett's stars are better. I think the goaltending is a saw-off. Uh, I think they probably, Vegas has a little bit better defense, but they haven't seen what the Oilers can bring. So I suspect Ryan Nugent Hopkins arrives at a little bit more in this series, and I got the Oilers in six. All right, How about Mark, you, Bobby? What are you uh, picking? I, I took Edmonton in, I can't recall if it was six or seven, but I, a long series. There you go. Okay, I'm pumped. Let's go. Let's go. That's Mark Spector. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. All right, Bobby. It is... Uh, 12.53 in Edmonton, you're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, and uh, momentarily we're going to get to Pro-Am Sports Trivia.
It's a little bit of a curve ball for you. Before we do trivia, I want to ask you, what's the bigger surprise, Florida or Seattle? Texas on the Ashley Five Floors text line. I mean, Boston had the, like, the best season ever, and Seattle knocked off the defending Stanley Cup champs. Seattle's up one nothing over Dallas. Florida, and I know there's a lot of you selfishly cheering for Florida to beat Toronto. Uh, they're up one nothing over the Maple Leafs. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Winners Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7049600063. Bob, the bigger upset between Florida and Seattle uh, was Florida. Seattle was underestimated because they came in the league two years ago, but Colorado was vulnerable due to injuries, and they looked like they played with a bit of the Stanley Cup uh, hangover. Again, you can text us. Um, Jennifer Texas show. I knew the Avs were not the team they were last year. Too many missing pieces uh, to make another run. Well, I mean, you take a look at it. They didn't have Kadri. They didn't have Burakovsky. Uh, <laughs> uh, as it turned out, uh, they ended up uh, losing, you know, pretty in Valerie Nichushkin. So what's that? Three of their top seven forwards. Have, oh, and Landeskog didn't play as well. So four of their, you could make an argument for their top six, probably four of their top seven forwards from last year's Stanley Cup team. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Five. So maybe it's not as big of uh, an upset. All right, trivia time. You have to use a source to get the correct answer because sometimes another source may not be right in terms of handedness. So the other night, uh, Michael McLeod scored. His first goal of the playoffs for the New Jersey Devils. He is a right shot. Ryan McLeod, as you know, is a left shot. That's, I, I found that to be a, kind of odd. As we go to Oilers Game Day Trivia, brought to you by ProAmSports.ca, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProAmSports.ca. So my question to you is, of the six Sutter brothers... Name the two that shoot left-handed. So that's Brian, Brent, Daryl, Dwayne, Rich, and Ron. Two of them shoot left. Four of them shoot right. Name the two. You got a Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores tax line. Name the two that shoot left. And I would recommend that you use hockey reference because they do a better job of having more consistency on the handedness. Okay, name the two setters that are out of Viking, Alberta, that are left shots. Four are right shots. I even found that a little bit odd, to be honest with you. So you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. It is 1258 at Edmonton. That is Pro-Am Sports. Trivia up for grabs. $50 gift certificate from Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProAmSports.ca. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back... Uh, we will hook up with Brian Lawton for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts.